everyone and welcome to the Tough Love Terry podcast. This month we are talking all about purpose. Last week we touched on the importance of passions leading to your purpose and today we are going to be talking about purposeful skills and strengths. So get excited because we all have All right, and welcome back to talking about purpose. So just to recap, last week we talked about the importance of passion and its influence on our direction or distraction. And so this week we want to talk a little bit about how our skills and strengths can help us figure out what is more in line with our purpose. Now, first we'll start with skills because those are the things that we've worked hard to become good at. These are things that maybe you aren't necessarily good at to begin with, but you worked really hard to learn how to become good at them. These things can come from dealing with stuff that you didn't even want to deal with, difficult things in your life. Um, I remember when my dad was going through uh, his cancer treatment, one of the skills that I perfected was the ability to stay up late so everyone else could rest and time management was really important. And these are skills that I never thought I had beforehand, but due to a really shitty life situation, I learned how to uh, master those types of things. And so it's important for us to understand that our skills are things that we can become competent in and feel confident in doing, even if we don't like them. I think that's the key there too, is you might be good at something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you like it. Uh, But why that is important for us to kind of just unearth what all of these skills are that we have is because you never know when they're going to come in handy. So for some folks, this might look like throwing together a spreadsheet, coding a program. For others, it might look like knowing how to ride a horse, or uh, in my case, I know how to kick ass in a boxing ring. Everyone's a little bit different with what their skills are. Either way, they're going to be necessary to help you uh, move towards fulfillment. So if we think about, those of you that are listening are probably more uh, in line with the creatives and photographers because that's my immediate network. And so one of my skills is the ability to take photographs, but when I first started, I wasn't super skilled at it. I had to learn how to become better at it. Same thing with my writing, my speaking, everything like that. I started out just liking to do it. It usually stemmed from my passion. And then the more I worked at it and perfected it, the more skilled I became in it. And it's really important for us to kind of hone in on what these particular things are. So I want you to just grab a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to just start jotting down the skills that you've you garnered over your whole life and don't overlook anything. These are skills maybe you have that other people don't or maybe party tricks you pull out uh, when you're around other people. I know for me, something that I pride myself on is my ability to play boggle really well. uh, And I'm really great at making things super efficient, intuitively figuring out new websites or software. And while I'm quite a good driver, I don't have a skill in parallel parking. However, my best friend Stephanie does. So I will let her keep that skill for her list. 
And the longer you sit there and list things out, the more skills you're going to find. Just think about, I don't know when the last time was that you had to write a resume, but it, when we had to write our resumes, we had to write down the skills that made us uh, an asset to that job that we were applying for. So don't just put down ones that you think are an asset to the dream job that you want to have. I want you to write down every single skill that you can think of. And again, these are not necessarily things that you were naturally good at. These are things that you learn to become proficient at through dedicated time and practice. So don't second guess your painting skills, your ability to organize, your love of binders, your lack of excitement for accounting. All of these things can be improved, okay? Uh, and one of these great examples is me as a dancer. When like I never took a dance class until I was 27. I mean, if you know my story, my aunt told me I was too fat to be a ballerina when I was four. So I kind of put dance on the back burner because I believed her story. I was, and when I took that class, I wasn't even super great, but it was a lot of fun. And as a result of taking that class and pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I have since been practicing uh, dance for myself portraits through online classes and things like that. In fact, I've actually been asked if I'm a trained dancer by people that see me performing for other people to take photos of me. Uh, so that just lets you know that a skill is not something that you necessarily have always had. It can be something that you can learn now and you're never, it's never too late to learn a new skill. So if there's something you thought you couldn't do, maybe just give it a try and rewrite that story that other people have told you. Now, why skills are important to our purpose is because these are the things that allow us to carve out our niche and provide a new perspective and create new connections that other people haven't thought of. For example, I combine my skill of photography with my skill of dancing, and this contributes to my skill of communicating through writing about my passion for body image and self-acceptance, right? So you wouldn't think that necessarily photography and dancing and speaking and writing would all have things in common, and yet I was able to create a business out of it. Other examples include folks who are skilled at horseback riding and maybe have a passion for psychology and now run therapeutic ranches, or folks who have taken their skill for music composition and their passion for the dramatic movies and they create movie scores. There are so many different ways, and this is why creating skills in different areas than just your particular genre that you're working within is so important. It allows you to figure out a way for you to get your message across, your very specific, unique, one-of-a-kind perspective on life. And so I want you to write out that whole list, and now hopefully you'll have two lists, one of your passions, harmonious passions, and one of your skills. Because now we're going to talk about strengths. Okay, so strengths are really important. These are the things that you're naturally talented in or that you can enhance over time. But ultimately, strengths are usually something you already have, um, what's the word there, you already have a potential for. And so if you've been following me for a while, you probably know that I'm a big advocate for the Clifton Strengths Assessment and the whole Clifton Strengths world. It's like a whole nother language, but it helps you figure out the things that you are naturally talented at. Uh, the strengths that you have, your gifts, 
to contribute to the world. And it also lets you know the things that are maybe not your strengths and how they'll, by knowing that information, you can make room for other people that have strengths different than you and collaborate together. The importance of understanding strengths when it comes to fulfilling our purpose, however, is that when we work from our strength zone, we are not only more confident, we're also happier, more productive, and less likely to be consumed with imposter syndrome because we completely just like get in flow. This this where you lose track of time and you're just like doing the thing that fires you up, regardless of what that thing is. That's how you know you are in your strength zone. I remember the first two years of my business and I had to do my accounting because I thought I was a strong, independent woman who didn't need no one and I could do it on my own, blah, 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 blah. But as somebody who pays their taxes quarterly, I would leave it until the last day of the quarter to input all my receipts. And then that day, I could always, li I literally had it on my calendar. It was the worst day because I would cry. I would distract myself. I would be a bundle of nerves and frustrations. I'd have to look at my bank accounts. <laughs> I'd have to balance my books and all this stuff. And it made me feel really stupid. And when I say that, what it was bringing up for me was feelings of how I felt as a student in math class. Numbers swim in front of my eyes, my brain goes blank, spreadsheets are gray and dull for me, and I honestly had no idea what I was doing or should be doing, and I did not have a least bit of interest in knowing. And so every quarter, I would be stressed to the max, and I would put my information in at the last, last second. After I did my strengths assessment through Clifton Strengths and realized that analytical, responsibility, discipline, all of these very structural, logical strengths were at the bottom, I outsourced that shit. Like I, when I, my accountant told me it was going to be $250 a quarter or whatever it was, I was like, what? I was literally ready to pay her $2,500 a month to do my taxes for me. That's how much I was at the end of my rope. And understanding that she loves that stuff. She loves math and working with numbers and spreadsheets. And she loves that sweet visual of reconciling accounts and making things add up or not add up and problem solving that. Ugh, I do not. That is their strength zone. That is her strength zone. She can have it. But it definitely wasn't mine. However, when we're in school, a lot of times they're like, oh, you're really bad at this thing, so you need to spend more time doing this thing. And what happens then is we become even less confident, if that's even possible, in that same thing. Because now it's taking away the joy of the things that we are naturally talented at and love to do because we're spending all this time doing shit that we hate. And we find ourselves in that exact same thing when we get into business for ourselves. We think that I have to do everything. I need to, if I don't do everything, then I'm doing something wrong. I should know how to do this, da 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 da. 
And the reality is, no, you shouldn't. That's why there's as many people as there are in the world, is because they each have their own unique strengths to help us collaborate. This is why humans need connection with other humans. This is why collaboration is better than working alone, is because we have strengths, but we also have non-strengths. And so we can come together to, um, to essentially work together to fulfill our various missions. There are a lot of people out there who have similar mission to me of um, empowering folks, liberating folks from the stories that they've told themselves about their body or their mindset or whatever. But their strengths lie in the analytical good stuff. This Think about my friend Beth. She's the one that helps me put together my body image boot camp. We both have a similar goal of making the experience amazing for our clients or our attendees of the workshop. And she comes at it from a problem solving, harmonious, spreadsheet kind of way. Whereas I come at it from an ideas, uh, exploration, let's see what happens and futuristic way. Together, we can create this really amazing experience where we have not only considered the problems that could happen, because I definitely don't do that, but we also have the flexibility with my side of things that if something should go wrong and there is a problem, I'm okay to change course if we need to. And so it just understanding your strengths lets you understand how you can Achieve your goal in a way that feels good for you and makes you feel confident uh, and not incompetent, if you will. So one, so how do we figure out our strengths? Because we are again, just like our skills, we have a lot of them. So you could go through the Clifton Strengths assessment, which I highly recommend because it rates you on like 34 different strengths and you, it's like a 45 minute assessment and everyone that's taken it has had good results. Uh, and if you want to do a coaching, this is where I'll pitch that I do coaching with people who do strengths. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can hook me up. My website is terryhoffer.com forward slash coaching, and you can find the information there. However, you don't necessarily have to take the assessment if you just want to kind of sit and think about it. And here are some questions you can ask yourself. Who were you as a child? Like what activities did you like to do and what activities like kind of got you lost in, um, you know, you lost track of time and you just wanted to do it all the time and you almost got frustrated when people pulled you away from doing those things. Once you figured out what those activities were, I want you to hone on, hone in on why specifically you like those activities. And I'm going to give you a few examples here. So for myself, my sister and I had Cabbage Patch Kids and I love to play teacher while my sister loved to play mom. I love to play the teacher and her and I hosted CPK Radio, Cabbage Patch Kid Radio. So essentially I was podcasting back then with my mixtapes. <laughs> I wish I could find that tape because I think it would be hilarious. Either way, I was into entertaining and communication. So communication is definitely not just a skill that I have that I've perfected, but it is also a strength that I've had. I've been storytelling ever since I was little. I've been writing stories, telling stories, writing music, telling, you know, playing music. Communication is kind of my thing. 
I love to create and dream about what would be. I would literally spend hours laying in a hammock and just daydreaming about my future. So this is my strengths of ideation and futuristic. Somebody would say, hey, I need to create this thing. And I would give you like 1,200 different ideas and get really excited about all of them. I was inquisitive and wrote stories and read books all the time, which is a learner strength. I always tried to think, make things more efficient, which was my strategic strength. In fact, when I worked at, uh, there were a few different like odd jobs that I worked and one of them was working at HomeSense uh, and Tim Hortons, uh, kind of around the same time. And both of them, I realized that I implemented my strate strategic strengths because the managers wouldn't do it for me. So I was working in the fitting room at Winners on Boxing Day, which you can imagine there were a lot of returns. And there were three of us working in the fitting room and the manager had us all doing every job. Well, that's just not efficient. So I delegated tasks and said, listen, you're gonna go clean the rooms, you're gonna hang stuff up and I'm gonna bring people in. And it worked like a little seamless system. It was fantastic. When I worked at Tim Hortons in the drive-thru, same thing. Everyone was doing every job. Instead, I said, listen, you take the orders and take the cash. I'll do the coffee. You do the sandwiches. And so then everyone had their one task and it worked like a seamless system. It was beautiful. That's how you know that was a strength because A, it got us the goal that we wanted, but everyone was working a job that was fueled by their strengths, right? And it was, it's just so much better when we can do that. So there is also um, a sheet and I'm going to, I'm going to figure out where I'm going to post this. I might post it on my, uh, on my website, on the blog post for this corresponding podcast. Um, so you can download it, but it gives you kind of an idea about all the 34 strengths and then just like a brief description. So you could also just guess what strengths sound like you. Uh, and this helps you understand, again, you are going to be much more effective achieving your purpose if you're not distracted by fixing like things that you consider to be your weaknesses. Instead of fixing those things, bring in people who can collaborate with you and fill in those gaps of areas that need to be uh, fulfilled. All right, so that way you can stay in your strength zone, bring somebody in that's in their strength zone and together you'll be able to get a lot further ahead than if you are trying to do everything on your own. Working on things that aren't your strengths, while it's good to manage them and like have a brief understanding of how to do your books or whatever, it's just, it really is a distraction more than it is um, action. I guess would be the best way to put it. So really focus on what are the things that give you absolute joy? When do you lose track of time? What are things that you used to love to do? And why specifically did you love to do them? Combine that list with your skills list, with your passions list. And by the end of this month, what we're gonna do is create a little Venn diagram where we're gonna brainstorm how all of these things work together. All right, so that is it for today's uh, podcast. What we're going to talk about next week is going to be all about your wisdom and experience and how all of that contributes to, um, 
to our purpose and our bigger meaning and give gives our lives fulfillment and meaning, which is really important. All right. Enjoy the rest of your week uh, and I will see you next week. Bye.